Uh, something new. Stop. Drop. Shut him down. Open up shop. Oh, no. That's how Rough Riders roll. Stop. Drop. Shut him down. Open up shop. Oh, no. That's how Rough Riders roll. Hey, everybody, welcome to Man's Junk. I'm your first host, Vita Rizzo, with my second host. I am Sebastian Ankiel. And we're talking about men's junk. Yes, we're definitely talking about men's junk. Why don't you do our motto? We are talking about fringe male topics, seldom talked about for the betterment of everyone. There you go. And today, we're talking about... Dating. Yay. Yay. Dating is Yay. so fun. Hey. Said someone single for two weeks and then till they want to quit again. Yeah. Well, today, this is going to be a two-parter episode. The first part is going to be about getting the date. And the second part is going to be on on the date. Yes. Right. Or continuation of the dating. Because mm-hmm. that's what some of us want. And now, maybe some of us don't. I just want to keep doing that DMX song. <laughs> well, the lyrics got really good. Yeah, super good. Um, if you've never heard the song DMX Rough Riders, you're doing yourself a crime uh, not to listen to the artistry. I'm DMX. I'm so, <coughs> I'm so white. So white. I'm anyways, so very white. Anyways, so why are we talking about the subject? Well, I think it's. A really relevant topic because I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about it right now, just in general, because so much has changed in the last, let's say, even 30 years with regards to dating. It sure has. Where were you 50 years ago? Do you remember? Well, you know, I... Uh, a zygote in your dad's balls? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like checking out my mom in church thinking... <laughs> <laughs> you your dad yeah hey pops that's listen to my your balls future mama <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna swim let me swim to mom it, well, let me swim to mom well tech well, okay technically that's not perfectly accurate i know it's hard to believe well you did swim oh i swam you swam hard yes i swam yeah. super hard you're the fastest and strongest out of Several million of you. I drowned many along the way. There you go. That's good stuff. <laughs> That's good so, stuff. Let's go with. That's good. Pod. Let's just uh, let's begin with dating. Dating in general. It's changed. Yeah. So the first thing we want to do is talk about a bit of what was dating before the advent of technology and how it kind of usually work. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it's from my understanding, people used to meet just through church or through community gatherings or mm, a blood sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, on a mountain mm-hmm. with tablets, really big tablets with numbers on them. 12? No, there's there's 10. Oh, there's 10. Darn it. I yeah. Forgetting. I know, I know. So hard to remember. Well, you know, numbers. community blood sacrifices. What, what, what a Jew are... that guy was. <laughs> what a literal Jew that guy was. <laughs> <laughs> you 
literally you write your angry email <laughs> letters to us yes um that <laughs> you, but you're right Vito Rizzo's email is <laughs> hold on blobbity, hold on, blobbity, hold blobbity, on. Hey, 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 <laughs> at hotmail.com hey, hey. um his phone number is you're right in <laughs> getting back on topic <laughs> you're right in that for the most part throughout human history going growing up you lived in small communities tribes etc and you met people or other other partners through social gatherings yes and it's very recent now that most married couples have actually met um, predominantly through online now i don't have the exact stat in front of me but i do recall seeing it and it was really fascinating to think that actually most people now uh, meet through online instead of at a club or at a church or at a gathering. Yes. Yeah. I, I still remember like hearing about two people meeting online for the first time and getting and marrying and stuff. And they're like two 30 something weirdos. Like, we met online. Well, it was, it was really great. funny because I remember with, like, love of my life. I, I, I had uh, one of my exes. Well, I mean, now I mean, my current girlfriend, we met online, but I do recall at one point, uh, one of my exes, we actually also met online, and we used to always make jokes that we we'd say to everyone, "Oh, we uh, we uh, we we met at Starbucks." Oh yeah, people still like we lie still about lie. it. Yeah, we, yeah, it was that just, was the normal thing. You would lie. Yeah, <laughs> and like, oh, we met. Yeah, at through church. work. We were <laughs> yeah. at this work gathering with Sharon, yeah, and uh, Sharon thought we'd be a really good fit. And they're like, "Who's Sharon?" I'm like, "I don't know." We didn't meet like two creeps in the night online. <laughs> isn't that, that's kind of what's happening now, isn't it? Uh, not anymore. Hello, Vito. Uh, hello, <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> Mysterious stranger online. <laughs> Fancy meeting you in this corner of the internet. I- Oh boy! In this I, chat room. I, this chat oh, people room. used to meet in chat rooms. Remember Uh-oh. that? Oh, oh my God! Stop. <laughs> What's your ICQ, Vito? No, I was at MSN. Guy. Oh, MSN Messenger. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh God. I, I actually somehow would like meet girls on MSN. Dating through, through time. Brought to you by MSN Messenger. <laughs> MSN Messenger. Wow. No, I took that. Wow. We we just totally did a segue there, but. Man, even even since then, things have really, really changed. I mean, now I think it's pretty safe to say that everything is a dating app. Yeah. Well, first it was just online dating was a thing weirdos did. Yeah. Mutual on plenty weirdos, of fish. Yeah. Even before that, before that, like the chat rooms. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. And MSN. I, I totally remember talking to people on chat rooms. AOL. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't recall AOL as much. It was, I think, before both of our time. Damn. And Oops, then, that's and then, it eventually, like, plenty of fish was the yeah the yeah, one of the big ones uh, early on, especially because yeah. it was one of the few online dating that was free. Yeah, it was actually really good. I I the, really liked the, the smartest marketing ever was to make online dating free and just let advertisers. Did pay. he did he end up monetizing that? Was that There's some he way. must have? I know you could buy stuff on there. It, it's and, interesting because it's kind of went like the way of almost Blockbuster now. Like, do you see what I'm getting at? Like, people are just <laughs> swiping. Like, it's all about Tinder and Bumble. Yes, right. Yeah. So I mean, plenty of fish is still around. I actually went on a date with a girl who worked for plenty of fish she was a moderator wow she had to look at uh uh usually pictures of penises and block 
Mm. gentlemen suitors online hello let me from present all over the to world. you my wonderful sausage <laughs> wonderful just pops out of the screen right you. you know when you're sitting at that picnic with Hot your four-year-old nephew and you're just hey i got a message from steve it's a great way to just warm the God. afternoon air that's Steve guy. That's Steve guy. He's been guy. busy. He's aggressive. Cooking that stuff. He's a little bit aggressive. So anyways, the <laughs> with online has created a significant amount of changes totally. in the way we've dated. Mm-hmm. I mean, the variables, it's added and taken away. Oh, it's massive. Um, the ability to have more variety outside of normal groups that you would normally associate with. Totally. Like no, not no longer are you just meeting at church or some fam, extended family gathering, looking at your hot, attractive cousin. Now you're just oh wow anybody. Get a hot cousin. Too much. It's too much. <laughs> this is too much information. Is this Ti? I I you know what I'm gonna just say that I I thought one of my cousins was attractive too. <laughs> Doesn't everyone have an attractive cousin? <laughs> no, like literally. I, I was told they're like, um, Seb, like that's your cousin. Like you can't be into her. I'm like, but I barely know her. I only <laughs> <laughs> That's the excuse of a young man. <laughs> I barely know her. Famous last words. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's No, I'm not, not even joking. If you barely know them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't know? Oh, I do now. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a rule book, okay? Yeah, rule book. Anyway. So, yes, go go on. Uh, so, it, it allows... <laughs> that's the other that, shoe that dropping. That's spicy dropping on the floor. Uh, so, one of the main things is that you've opened up your social circle. You have availability to date people not only in an extended range outside of your town, but internationally. Like, there are always... I don't know how people actually meet internationally. Ooh, um like I'll give you an example. I've I've met a couple like much older gentlemen, like one day they show up with a Japanese or Filipino girl that's half their age. Like, oh, this is my wife. Well She doesn't really speak English, but that's okay. I think I've seen it more than uh, once. I hmm, I don't even know about that one. Like, I don't have any personal experience, but I'm sh- I know that there's services that cater to things like that. This is true, but that's a little off topic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. But w- you're talking about with the advent of online is outside of your normal social circle. Big time. You're allowed to be more specific in what you're looking for. Yes. Also, the access to more casual encounters as well is a bigger possibility. Yes, I it's hard, totally hard to, agree with that part. Yeah, yeah, totally. hard hard to be a, a man whore at a church. Well, I mean, a little harder, harder than online. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'd have to ask the guy in the church, but well, uh, Steve, we'll talk Steve. to Steve. Yeah, we'll He'll talk tell to us Steve. all about it once he's done uh, sending lewd pictures of himself. But the us. other big difference, uh, also, which is related to just massive societal change is that there's no longer clear gender roles between male and females. And that's... Well, what do you mean by that? I'm a little confused. Well, I mean, say we're talking about the 50s and we're in church. So I'm a guy and... Wearing a three-piece suit. Wearing a three-piece suit with my shined-up shoes. And I 
have expectations of what it's what is expected of me as a man in a society and my role is to fulfill a b and c and when i fulfill those things i will find a wife that fulfills d e and f and we'll have a complete family and that's it was just a simple almost uh equation or formula for familial success and that really doesn't exist anymore because we've obviously with the era of information that we are in now, people have really put those things into question. Hmm. One thing, two things occurred to me. Uh, first and foremost, when you are at those small gatherings, and we'll just keep going with the church metaphor because it's we're North America. And we're clearly Catholic. Clearly Jewish Catholic, something in between that. Yeah, so yeah. we... Yeah. <laughs> Go to church. Go to church, people. <laughs> Read your Bible. <laughs> Uh, read those 12 commandments. <laughs> 10. 10. 10 commandments. I got it. I got it this time. Uh, <laughs> thank you. So what do you think the possibility of just because you have these specific things everyone's genuinely going for? Like there's a pressure to get together, to start a family and this and that. Would you think that possibly there's a highly higher likelihood of just just getting with somebody simply to fulfill that role and everything else kind of be damned you're just uh i need to find somebody who's available uh uh fuck it steve are you talking about today no or back in the back, day? back then well i i think it happens even today a little bit and i mean mm. people because there's no simplicity i think that's why the divorce rate's so high that's and i funny. definitely think that there's i mean families I think interacted differently back then too. Um, I don't know if I'm like hearkening to, you know, back in my day, our family was super tight and everything was fine. And it, 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 I don't know if that's, that's the other shoe dropping. There's three <laughs> shoes now. Um, really this well, It's like you're being suspended and things are falling out of your pockets. <laughs> anyway, I, I think that, uh, yeah, there's hey, a lot of pressure. Hey, well, Stop laying that bricks. Was, that was your main purpose, I think, as a male or as a female. Uh, I mean, if you go back evolutionarily, our purpose as men and women was to procreate. And I think that's how largely a lot of our society has been built. And it's only well, there's one recently. variable that you're missing in evolutionarily speaking. Yes, it was to uh, like for the human race and have lots of kids. But selecting the best partner yes. out of that. That's mm -hmm. going to come later on of in course. our discussion. That's also an important variable because it wasn't just, well, everyone gets a baby. Like, no. Some people, you know, some guys never got laid. That's fair. You know? Yeah, totally. And one variable, uh, the second part I wanted to add is we both know a mutual person that is a Mormon. And I remember asking, yeah. You're looking at me weird. No, 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 Sebastian, don't hurt me. Uh, you, don't give me you, those eyes. You know a Mormon? I Yes. Uh, so wow, I okay. asked our mutual friend is who is a Mormon about dating as a Mormon, and he said it's fierce. Really? Because the expectations are surreal. Astronomical? Astronomical. Well... First and foremost, the women are, are choosing okay, okay. within the confines of okay. the religion. Okay. And it's 
hyper competitive. These Mormon girls, from what he told me, is they're looking for a husband. They're looking for husband material. Of course. So the expectations on the man to be able to fulfill those roles at an early age. We're mm-hmm. talking like late teens, early 20s. You know, yeah, like, so- are you husband material? Like, you get one date and if I can't see marrying you, you're gone. You're just, you're out. Well, yeah. I, I mean, to some extent now, it, it seems like some people believe that time is at 20. Some people think it's at 25. Some people think it's at 30. Some people believe it's never. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's it in a nutshell is that there's just no standardization of anything. Well, that's the difference between like now and then. I mean, how often have you been on a date and like, I'm not going to marry this woman. Ooh. Have you ever thought of that? Um, I usually don't ask that question on like, to yourself. first date. No, I'm no. Not, I'm not, you don't ask them. Like, hey, uh, can I marry you? Uh, what's going on? Stacy, seems... what's going on? Yeah. Can I marry you? you uh... No, no. I mean, I, I understand the question. I guess I guess I don't really – I guess being my age, I don't I don't want to beat around the bush, but I certainly – I wouldn't ask myself I'm going to marry this person. But I, I do think to myself, well, do I have a future with this person? And I think that over time, I think the – the model that you input your information into changes. You know, in my twenties, it was more like, "Am I, am I having a good time?" Mm-hmm. And there was I think a, that's yeah, it was an intentional more now than then particularly. Yeah, totally. We're, like that's why I bring up our Mormon friend. Like, this was it was intense. Like the way he said it, I'm like, man, if it was me, I I'd be a lonely Mormon virgin forever. <laughs> Well, it seems like they were really intentional with, with how they did things. <laughs> I, I, was, I did a pun. Face is melting. I did a pun. You, you said it was intense. Never, never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, let's just uh, move on there, Sebastian. Anyway. <laughs> so we've gone over kind of some of the differences and variables that online and uh, has changed within our society because outside of online it there's a bit of that change it's more casual dating now than what it was for our parents and so on and so forth going further and further back yeah you know it's i i do think though that because the online thing is so big that some people really have a hard time kind of manifesting themselves or showing up to the real world of dating, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Because you have all this online stuff and all this possibility and all these options and all these things. And it's kind of like, well, why, why should I talk to the girl at the coffee shop? Because I have, uh, you know, a thousand or 10,000 people in my city or or less if you're like in a not as populated area. Yeah, you see what I'm getting at. Yeah. Uh to add to that, I mean there was that famous study about uh the problematic issue. Oh my god. It do you have to like be brick lane in the studio? Shang <laughs> like, like, like a mason over here. I'm just the put there it was down. a famous study about uh, the uh, problematic paradox of choice. Oh yeah, having 
more choice makes it difficult to choose versus a smaller selection. Which I think is going to be really cool to talk about later because that totally factors into that topic. Well, because why don't we talk about it now? We can. You yeah. feel you feeling frisky? I'm This always. is something actually it's really interesting. So just to give you guys a little primer, when we talked about this originally, this topic coming up, which I'm going to let Vito introduce, he was really adamant about it and I kind of had no idea. So how about <laughs> I'm without further ado, Vito Rizzo. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. Hey, hey, who's from out of town over here? Hey, hey, you sir, what's your name? What's your name? Um, Mike. Hey, what do you, Mike? What, what do you do for a living, there, Mike? I, I, I lay bricks. Hey, he's a Mister Brickler. No. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'll never be a stand-up comedian I, with that attitude. No, I, I think you could. <laughs> I think, I, I think you so could. So, what we want to talk about, man? We're really frisky today. Oh, I know. That's because we had a really intense conversation about something oh, God. that was really okay, fun. Well, I don't even want to. You're gonna. I'm gonna. No, sidetrack I'm not gonna. My no, I'm not gonna say it. We're just gonna keep funneling it into this episode. <laughs> Debates are fun. Comment in the comment section uh, if you can figure out what we talked about beforehand. They to won't make this so. Yeah, they won't. Press F for respect. <laughs> well, you could win a prize. A signed autograph of me and Sebastian. I will send you a Magic the Gathering No, island. stop, stop. Come on. This is a Magic Gathering pocket. You already do one of those. Well, it started and stopped. We'll, we'll, we'll make it come Okay. Out. So anyways, we want to move on to you, I know. Let the it idea of Just let it out. The 80-20 rule. Yes. Or 80-20 philosophy or So, so the 80-20 idea is that 80% of women go for the 20% of men. And I propose this to Sebastian as a main topic for the discussion because I've been hearing about this 80-20 rule for well over a decade. Yes, and I had no clue at all. In fact, the first thing I did is I opened up my phone and I tried to Google it and I found this little... I guess this this guy decided to do this little miniature study and he came up with it with this he did this on Tinder by the way. So, and I thought this was so fascinating cuz like when I heard this, I was kind of like, no, like no, no way. You sure it's not did. Like that. No, you sure no, did. no, it's no, no, no. I I, so I know why you here, said you <laughs> Go on. I I know why too. Um it, so he came to the to the conclusion that it in in quotations, it was determined that the bottom eighty percent of men in terms of attractiveness are competing for the bottom twenty two percent of women, and the top seventy eight percent of women are competing for the top twenty percent of men. Yeah. So you have a situation of haves and have nots, as in if you're in the twentieth percent percentile in terms of attractiveness as a male online you are killing it people are swiping right with you you're matching all the time you have no problem getting dates you could you know you can get a date almost every day of the week if you wanted to but if you're in the bottom 80 percent you're basically quote unquote now i I don't want to refer to people as as um objects but you're fighting for the rest and it's it's only the bottom twenty percent. So 
And I mean, this is all. Well, the one thing we got to point out is this is a very small sample size. Super small. Uh, Obviously, more studies and observations have to be done in order to concrete this idea. But this has been just an anecdotal thing for a long time within uh, the pickup community that I've read about. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I read Neil Strauss's The Game, they talked about the 80-20 that was the first time I heard about it, and that was well over a decade ago. And meanwhile, I was just hanging out. And while you were out dating and stuff like that. And the reason we bring this up is there's some line of validity to it that it's it's a tough competitive world online. And you have a different outlook depending on what group you are genuinely, generally in. Mm-hmm. Sebastian... It, I would s- say, objectively, you being in a topper 20%. I, I don't know. Based you- on my experiences and how different our experiences are, I actually agree with you. Yeah. Yes. And and that's why it was so funny. You were like kind of bewildered when I suggested the 80-20. Like, what? Well, it, it's interesting because, you know, at some point I think that I definitely didn't see myself as the 20%. And I think that really affected a lot of outcomes for me. So it was just interesting to think that I, I've never really saw myself that way. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I was a fat kid when I was young. I got picked on. I got bullied. I had confidence issues. I was overweight. I mean, there's a whole host of things that made me convince convince myself that I, I wasn't in the quote unquote 20%. Yeah. That, so that's why it was shocking. That's perfectly understandable and Mm -hmm. just from an objective sense like i've varied within that 80 percent like right now i'm a lower 80 percent okay um at certain points i probably was higher like i used to be object like super in shape and jacked and everything so yeah there was some you just, might have you might have even been like in the twenty at that point. You just didn't maybe possibly. didn't have the mentality for it at that point. You know what? This is what I I think that if I was a gym rat when I was a gym rat and Tinder and Instagram was around, yeah, my dating life would yes. be a hundred and eighty. I actually totally agree. Yeah, because because you'd have so many more experiences to cut your teeth with. Yeah, and. I still remember, you know, when I was jacked, it was plenty. Fish was the primary online dating thing, and there was no swiping. You really had to hustle and email and email. I I remember I would email like fifty women a day mm-hmm. on, while I, at work. I probably lost count at some points. Yeah, and I remember the thing that women hated was a guy without his shirt on. Well, yeah. Like people, like women would write in their profiles, like if you have a shirtless photo, fuck off. Yeah. Like yeah, they were totally, which is a very different thing than the way we have it now. So, like, I mean, pe- women still, and I'll say this about women, they generally don't like douchey, egotistical men. Is that fair to say? Can I say? Generally that? speaking, sure. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Every every single type of person and type of guy or girl like plays a role in this, yeah. you know, uh, what do you call it? I guess I'd call it a 
petri dish of people on the planet because that's i mean i'm not saying we're little germs but i'm just saying that (laughs) we're talking about generalizations and sample sizes and and general standards so yeah yeah. just a little funny anecdote it's funny that it's more okay to just have a generic topless photo now in your dating profile but you know where it's completely okay to have a topless photo no one's gonna ever make a remark about it instagram Oh, you can have it. Your Instagram shirtless photos all the way top and bottom. No one was like, oh, what a douche. What a what a ego. Well, the algorithm really sways it. Yeah, you you won't see the if you don't like that, then you won't see it. And if you like it a lot, then you'll see all of it. So (laughs) if the tag is, you know, booty Wednesdays and you and you like all the booty Wednesdays. Well, it looks well, like you're getting it, booty on maybe Wednesdays. Maybe I participate in booty Wednesdays. Maybe you I'm do. one of those hashtag and booty Wednesday oh, yeah? people. You got your own Instagram <laughs> handle? Do you want to share with us? No. <laughs> no. You're, you're booty I'm full shy. to me. I'm, sh- I'm shy. I'm shy. <laughs> but going back to <laughs> you just <laughs> going back to the eighty twenty. Yes, I think we. So actually, I I, I want to kind of interject a little bit. Jesus. Um, I want to interject a little bit. I'm just going to leave it alone for now because I've, it's already outlived itself. So in the scope of dating, one thing I was really curious about is how do people apply that to their life? Because for me at first, I just thought to myself, well, oh, that's a cool stat. You know, we just had this discussion. So did you want to introduce that concept to our listeners? Yes. So, Going forward with the idea of the 80-20 or some variant of that, but keeping the relative ratio the same, this is the reality of the situation online. And there is some carryover to real life, but Mm -hmm. we're going to get into that. And it's important to know this. It's important to know, A, it's it's a jungle out there online, and it's tough. It's brutal. Expectations on men are higher uh, than well, just higher. Well, I think general. everyone everyone's expectations are all higher because the multitude of options everybody Have has. Have you not seen some of these women's profiles? What's well, it's been a little while. Like you could just post like just a decent photo of yourself and a little blurb that says "I like traveling" at the bottom, and that's good enough for men. Well, I think in general, I think, you know, the 80-20 rule that we just suggested, that would actually totally replicate uh, or or verify that in a way, men have to work a little bit harder, I think. Yes, they do. Yeah. So, my point is, how do we utilize this 80-20 to gain an advantage what what do we do now that we know this information mm-hmm. uh first and foremost is if you are struggling with online dating there's a there's a good reason for that and there you need to recognize that you might need to put some improvement now one thing i want to also get into things. is like online dating for like dating for dating or dating to get in a relationship or you mean dating in general or what context are we talking about here? I think it, it all. I think okay. just getting just getting more matches. Date. Getting more matches. If sure. your matches are once a week, like okay. cool. I had, 
Well, it's it's rough. And well, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've had discussions about it, and uh, it sounds like it's really, like you said, a jungle out there. It's a jungle. really challenging, and you really gotta work on yourself to separate yourself from the rest of the crowd. Saying that, probably mm-hmm. the one of the biggest tips we can give, which I don't hear a lot of people talk about, and which has helped a mutual friend of ours, is catering to specific markets. Actually, two friends of ours, for sure. Two friends? For sure. Okay, you're going to have to fill me on the second friend. Well, think about it. Oh, well, yeah, maybe we debate about that one a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah. One, at least okay. one. <laughs> good. But, good, good pod. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, even, but, but, even then, the second one, like, let's say, like, we're talking about the second one, and we know what we're talking about. He skewed the stats in his favor. Yes, yes. So well, he's still well, using we're the same get technique. That. He's yes. a good example of that. So I told a mutual friend of ours who is not the generic hot guy. Okay. Objectively so. Okay. He's a bit shorter. He's just plain average looking dude, like five below six foot. So objectively, if not, we're going to set him to like a bar, what's the bar? Over six feet tall. Yeah, well, the most objective, commonly, you know, depicted online. Okay. So if you take all the women online and compile the most objective, just this yes, is the type yes, that no, everyone's in. Yeah, over six foot, good abs, you know, but not not too chiseled, but chiseled enough. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So just generally, uh, once again, yeah, speaking wears of generalization, has a yeah. nice car, has a place, makes uh, well, I think that's a even six higher. fig income. I think that travels even, the world. has lots like, of friends. Well, they, I think you're talking like like the five percent at that point, but relatively, yeah. I mean, I mean there are variables. Pretty rare, but I mean, but going, just physically thinking about a swiping cool. device, then yeah, I mean, just the physical as- assets are all so, you. Really so need. that's the bar. Yeah. That if you just compete with every man on Insta- on uh, Tinder, totally. that's the bar. That's a tough bar. But what when I was talking to my friend, like, well, he's into specific things. He's into anime, conventions, cosplay, video games. He's mm, uh, totally. an animator. Yeah. Uh, and he does a lot of cool art and a lot of stuff catered to that market. I would and, love to give him a shout out right now, but we're trying to keep it anonymous. Yeah. And... I told him that we were eating sushi and I'm he he was regaling how much trouble he was having online. He's just it's not working, it's not working. So Aww. dude, have you catered to specific a very specific market that this is important, that has a a decent female population in it. Okay. Totally. And I remember randomly a couple of weeks later, he texted me, he's like, Hey, I did what you said and oh my fucking god, it's working. Really? Yeah. So, so what was the, the idea change? is well, he caters himself to um shyer, timid girls who are into anime cosplay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean and one thing actually interestingly enough is so he's Well, wow, look at me, Mr. Life Coach. Uh he, he, he I guess he's being more present online with what he's really about. Yes. So he's just being the most real version of himself that he could be. So in a way, like being exposed as the person that he is is actually a really big asset. Well, let's not forget it is online, so there is a sales yeah, of course, to it. But it's within his himself, 
and his domain. Yeah, and he's what not he's pretending to like anime. He genuinely likes anime. He's not I pretending mean. to like cosplay. He actually likes cosplay. Yeah, exactly. So doing this, he's latched onto a particular niche that is far less competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still utilizing the 80-20. But he's entered a market where he can be a 20%. Relatively. Yeah. So, and have a lot more success in that. And I know that I've read different things that said, you know, really talking about like what you're really into, really looking like what you really look like is helpful. And I think that actually perfectly and accurately portrays that because if I'm just generic, then I'm going to be competing with the top of the line. Oh, yeah. But if I, if I say to somebody, you know, on my profile, if I highlight like, you know, I love my little pony, then the one girl who really loves my little pony is going to like my stuff because not everybody else is in. Yes. That. And yes. And if you're able to set yourself above the rest of the dudes that are on into the same Milo, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's super cool. I actually really like yeah, that. That's advice. my suggestion to everyone, especially those that are really struggling. Yeah, um, but I mean, it has to be a market that actually has a decent a population of women. And to contrast that, like <laughs> Magic the Gathering, a game we both play, totally the sample size of women online dating that play Magic Gathering super tiny. It's astronomically compared to something small. like anime. I think even compared to My Little Pony, there's more women online that watch my, my little pony then play magic the gathering yeah it's a real um it's really interesting a real actually. sausage party yeah At these events i'll tell you that you right know it's now. nice that we're in a nice big room because we wouldn't have the same problems as being in a busy magic game yeah tournament setting oh uh, man there's, always there's one just guy with all the, these uh, men all these oh Oh, you've been oh, playing for men. seven hours, have you? Ooh. You haven't showered Sounds yesterday, like have you? man. Ooh. Oh. Sounds like a bear party. No, because... <laughs> no, 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 because... No, no, it doesn't sound like a bear party because bears generally smell good and are super hyper aware of how they smell and have good grooming. Big difference. Yes. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you got it. I love the bears. The grooming. Okay. Man, it's if different. I had a nickel for every time a bear hit on me. There's no jungle. Oh, it's a jungle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Ow. so uh, let, let's just, I, I want to hear your experience, our experiences online before we move to RL, real life. Because, okay. I mean, this... I mean, real life is almost like a such a small portion now, interestingly enough. It is, and... For me, yeah. anyway. Yeah. I just, it, it really I found depends it be... where you are. But our experiences, like, uh, I'll, I'll just go first in this, sure. is, like, right now, so the last time I gave it a really good college try online, like, I wrote a profile that was humorous and is is kind of mis- i guess mysterious i didn't put like a lot of like j- like uh like uh, magic the gathering and uh, i watch cartoons no i i think i i put something about being a drug lord and stuff like that like okay. obviously so you took like the get your things. attention approach yeah i took attention but I, I still expressed my humor level mm-hmm. and at the bottom of it and if anyone wants to use this i wrote at the bottom P.S. 
if you don't masturbate, go fuck yourself. Wow. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> that holy that line. <laughs> oh, did it? Did it? it did worked. it work for you? It worked. But did it actually work? Yeah. Did it really work? Yeah. Okay. Like how? Yeah. How did it work? Uh, it's just eye catching. I, I, I have an interesting. I, I, I totally, I'll, I'll tell you yeah, yeah. exactly. I'll tell you exactly. I'm curious. It's something to talk about and okay. respond with. Cool. Okay. Did it giving them fuel to actually I agree have with a that. conversation with? I think that's actually really pertinent in almost yeah. any online profile to give people something to actually yeah. my, talk about. Some people have a lot of hard time with that. Really hard time. Oh yeah. Fuck. I have a terrible time writing profiles. Like, well, I, mean, I, I just I now just rely on just humor or even knowing kind of where to start. Like when you want to message someone. Yeah. Hi. Oh. Jeez. Well, okay. Wait, 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 Before, wait, 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 wait. Hi. 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 You know, you know, like this. Yeah. Hi. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. You know, you know, you know, we've all, Unmatch. we've done, Unmatch. We've, we've, we've probably all done this at some point. Oh man. Well, you eventually, I know I've done it. Like I've, I've messaged well, someone. Uh, we're going to get to you in a second. Yes. I'm going to. Quickly fill you in the rest. So, and I put the best flattering photos, a lot of comedic photos, because comedy is my strong suit. But still, like, I'm a big guy. I'm overweight, fair to say, being totally honest. Awesome. Um, I got long hair. Uh, I like long walks on the beach. Like cuddling. No, he likes it when you put your hand through his hair. Oh really man, gently. it's great! Oh, you, you scratch his back once in a while. Scalp. Just a nice little back so, scratch. I did the best I could, and I ran my profile with a bunch of people, mm-hmm. mutual friends. You, I'm like, yeah, hey, I remember check that. This out. Like, look at this. I think I helped you, you write your photos? profile, or I like, spell yeah. checked it, or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I'm dyslexic. Dyslexic. So, me spelling and grammar is it, it's it's over. So, and I would even have women read my profile, look at my pictures, like, what do you think? It's like, yay or nay. And then I would just accordingly try to get the woman's point of view. And that's the best I could do with my profile. Oh, I know. And you really I, took a college try with that. You went, went pretty hard. I remember that one period. You I, tried would, really hard. I did three different dating profiles. Okay, Cupid, Tinder, and Bumble. Three. Okay. On average, maybe I get one to two matches Across the three altogether, mm-hmm. matches a week. Okay. And then maybe one out of, let's say, five would actually respond back. And then one out of out of that five, one would actually have a conversation with me. And uh, so, so- it, it just... The numbers kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And it kept getting more and more difficult, and which should which should tend to suggest with what that study would suggest, which yeah. is that for a lot of men, online dating is actually a bit of a waste of time. I mean, how many hours do you think you put into that? God no. Well, luckily I had a lot of time on my hands. So, but I wasted countless hours so that's, of my day. That's actually quite impactful as you said that you wasted so you feel like it was a waste being relative i mean i have a lot of downtime at work Mm -hmm. so most of the time i'm on my phone anyways doing nothing so might as well try to online date okay but it's still i mean 
the I, every so often I would match with a girl that was like, whoa, wow. Like I'm instantly really attracted. And I'm like, oh, my God, please talk to me. Please talk to me. Please talk to me. Mm-hmm. Shit. They unmatched me. Oh, fuck. Oh. They didn't respond to me. Shit. They ghosted on me. Like, yeah, it, it just constant. And I think every time I give it a good college try and I mean, really try, I wind up getting one, maybe two dates with. Uh, and being totally transparent and honest with women, mm-hmm. I had zero interest in. Oh, yeah, like the last run, I I, I think I had. So you three. so they you matched them, but you weren't really into them. I was just like, well, I gotta. I, I can. I wrapped it up to practice. I'm like, okay, okay fair. Practice. We're not yeah. talking about the game. No, no, we're not talking about. We're like pouring my heart out there, and we're, we're talking about practice. Yeah. No, we're talking about practice. Yeah. What What are you talking about? No, we're not talking about the game. We're talking about practice. Here, another I am, quote. I, I'm practice. Gonna, I'm gonna practice. We're talking about practice. No, we're talking smashing. about Vito. We're talking about practice. I'm I'm <laughs> sitting beside you, and I have no clue what you're talking about. This is so amazing right now. Think about our viewers, what they must be thinking. There is somebody who's listened to Alan Iverson make that speech, and I think they probably enjoyed that. I swear to God. Okay, well, if you have, write us an email. We're not talking about the game, Vito. Put it in a comment. We're talking about practice. (laughs) Practice. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. I'm I'm trying to tell you about my shitty, shitty fucking dating life online. Okay. And it's fucking terrible. Okay. Like, (laughs) it's the saddest thing. Okay, and, so and it, it actually made me more depressed. I mean, just actually about depressed it? while doing it. Oh, I'm, doing! I'm, oh no, I know. I remember yeah. that. I actually really, really do remember. You can that. see how depressed. <laughs> no, depressed because I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I totally recall that actually, and uh, and I guess what I'm, I'm thinking, and where I wanted to go with this conversation is. To the viewers, if if somebody was in your position that you were or are, what what would you tell them? Like, what would you suggest? Ugh. Because I know there's no easy answers, but I I, I don't want to leave somebody with the answer that there's no answer. Well, you hit it the nail on the head. There is no easy answers, and for me, like I tried to follow my own advice. Okay. In in trying to pick a more niche market. Okay. And you know, that was the comedy side. Of course. Of things. Like yes. I don't have a niche hobby that I'm really into. I'm not I kind of gave up game a lot of gaming and mm-hmm. the this and that. Totally. So I tried my best to be niche, but still the niche market I was competing in was a little too competitive for where I was. And it's also a realization that at that moment and at this moment, I need some work. Like I just need some objective work to better myself or, or go in RL real life, which we're going to get, which we can get into after that makes a lot of sense. There is a huge fundamental difference between my success in Real life versus online, and online, like I, I've so just, 
just just so I'm clear about what you're saying, are are you suggesting that if you're not having success online that you should just ditch that platform or app because it's not being really productive? Like that's time you could be spending with yourself. I'm saying to reevaluate. Okay. Okay. Step back. Totally. Turn off the apps. Really think about, okay, where am I at? Is this working? What's the alternative? Am I willing, able to improve the objective attractants Mm -hmm. I can, you know, put out there or you have to a full reevaluation is the best thing I could suggest. Okay. Yeah. And and what kind of questions would you suggest for our listeners to ask themselves at that point? Oh, like I said, I mean, is there things I can objectively improve? Like, okay. And I mean, sure. for me using me as an example. Okay. okay. Uh, things that are in my control, getting back in shape, which is, a daunting task mm-hmm. um, for myself. I'm a bit of an, um, in a minority there. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, people could just look up enough YouTubes, get back in shape, yeah. take better photos of yourself, get some friends, have people help you write your profiles. Mm-hmm. Little things like that can add up. Totally. Um, you know, and then you have to ask yourself. Like, if uh, this still isn't working, okay, well, who am I as an individual? Okay. Uh, There's one quote that I read in this great book I'm kind of reading. And in the book, this this guy was really struggling dating. And it's not a dating book. Okay. But he looked in the mirror and he asked himself, am I a man women want? Oh, I think you might have told me about this one. I once. told you about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. But that idea has stuck with me. Am mm-hmm. I a man that women want? Okay. And I think we can all look at ourselves under a lens and really analyze that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and figure out what we can do within our own ability. Yeah. To become that. Or, or I mean, version you, of ourselves. If you can't bring certain things, you can certainly think of things that you could bring to the table and really try to work on those yeah. strengths instead of trying to, for lack of a better term, like climb up a, a hill that's covered in sand that you never get up to the top of. Yeah. Which I mean, it sounds like for 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 some things for you that that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I mean, have friends and I know people that have really like reevaluated where their dating life is at and made really hard choices and made hard decisions and did hard things to improve. And it worked. And it fucking worked. Well, there you go. And and I mean, the other thing, the other upside is... Pimping ain't easy. We, we don't live in generalizations either. No. So you only need to find an outlier to flip the whole script on its head. So... There only has to you. You don't need to find eighty percent of women to like you. You need to just find one. Yeah, which is a little bit encouraging because there are so many options and there yeah. are lots of people that and we have access to. Let me give you a story. I mean, I met my first girlfriend on Craigslist, mm-hmm. just randomly out of the blue. Which is, I mean, what like percentage sight of people? Sight unseen, by the way. There, she didn't have a profile picture. I just wow. like read the profile. I'm like. 
Okay. Well, well what the right. hell? Yeah, why not, right? If, you know, if other you, things aren't you working. You miss a, a 100% of the shots you don't take. That's right. I hate that quote. I like that quote. I showed you a quote, uh, a version of that quote that was hilarious. I, I can't, I forget. It's perfect that. you made that quote, especially after my really bad impression of Alan Iverson. Yep. I still don't know who that is. It's going to be amazing when so I show any, you. So anyway, Sebastian, what's your experience? We just talked about a guy who's in the 80%. Mm-hmm. What's a guy like in the 20% and what can we take away from Okay, it? so let me just paraphrase that. At some points, I think that like I – okay, I don't want to sound arrogant. I mean, there were points where I don't think I was as attractive as I am now. I mean, I lost – at one point, I lost between 60 and 70 pounds. And I think that really – That uh, helped. That helped a lot. Yeah. Also, there was another aspect to it, which was – that I worked in a position where I had access to one-on-one interactions with real live women all the time at Celebrities Nightclub where I worked. So this was like almost a training ground for me. Like I had the job of doing pat-downs and I made it like my goal. I remember doing that job. I made it my goal to... So here's some interesting things that held me back for a long time. I thought that... I had this overarching belief over everything, which was that good-looking girls were snobs and and, uh, and they're full of themselves and they don't like me. And the way that that manifested is that I wouldn't approach them. I just wouldn't approach them. And it was a self-fulfilling prophecy because when I didn't approach them, they were snobs. So Wow. I know, I know. So Shocking. this is, yeah, this is self-sabotage 101. So... Interestingly enough, when I started working at Celebs, at first, I'd only say hi to the girls that were like, you know, kind of cute, but they weren't like hot, quote unquote. And I I know that, you know, so. Relative. Yes, all relative. And and I was like, oh, this is cool. And then one day I just kind of like, kind of flipped the script and I was kind of like, okay, like, let's see what happens. I'm just going to try to assume this person is nice like those other girls and maybe, maybe they'll say hi back. And, and I mean. General opinion, I, I still think that, you know, really attractive girls have a reason to have their guard up. But for the most part, you know, the, the response was really positive. And, I, and that was really empowering for me. And uh, so. So how does that, how did that translate to you online? Okay, so. What does you online look like and why you online is oh, successful? Uh, when you were doing online? Well, when I was doing online, I had... So it's such a big difference from what you had to experience. I literally... I would go through matches and I, I mean, I have my own personal list of things that are really important to me. And one of them is that if I can't sit down and have a coffee with this person or have a conversation with them, then I will right away just unmatch right away. And I had lots of matches, so that was never a problem for me uh, but it was about sorting through now mind you i didn't have like millions but i had enough and it was about sorting through to to figure out who i should actually give my time to then from that process and people might not like this term that i use i would have a pre-date which means that because if i actually wanted to meet this person and date this person i didn't want to devote lots of resources 
to going on a full scale date if I barely got to know them. So it was typically either a walk or coffee. And this was almost like, it's almost like a, I don't want to say a job interview, but it was kind of like, it was my way of sorting out what someone's intentions were, if I felt safe with them, if I thought that they were just trying to use me or, or, you know, if we just maybe didn't match, maybe we just didn't have, you know. So so, we, so what I, the one takeaway here and what I'm hearing is where I was really being a salesman, you were a buyer. I was more of a buyer. Yeah, it was more of a you, buyer's market for me. Yeah, you got to like set your demands and you had offers come in. Yes. And and I mean, I didn't have, like I said, I didn't have all the offers in the world, but I had a lot of options. I saw your options. Yes. Uh, I remember when you worked at, at the Odyssey and you would watch me swipe and you're like, oh, 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 and... Oh my! Oh god! So, uh, I just had a thought. I just had. I the saw your swiping thought. pattern. I'm like, wow! This is a. Uh, you're really going for a niche upper end. Yeah, kind of gal. I mean, it was kind of, you know, but and, and I saw some of the matches you were talking to. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess that kind of goes back to like that eighty twenty, right? So it seems like, and it's interesting because if you're not part of the 80%, then you have no problem with it. In fact, you'll just look at the other person and be like, oh, that's weird. That's really odd, you know? Well, uh, but th- that stat is really telling just because for that reason. And so anyway, so where I'm going with this is I would have the coffee date and I would basically decide from then on if I felt it was worthwhile to pursue a second or or first, I guess we call it like a first date where I actually spent some time with this person and quality time and resources and all those things. And so that was kind of the process. But one of the things I found for me, and this is totally relevant because we're talking about the paradox of choice, is that when I found a girl that was like really nice and really awesome, it was so, so, so easy to imagine a future or imagine a girl that was smarter, hotter, nicer, you know, Etc. Et Use your imagination, and yeah. inevitably, it threw me back into the dating game. So I would never really settle down because I had a wealth of options, and the wealth of options basically paralyzed me and put me in a position where I felt like I couldn't really make a choice. So I'm going to put on a tinfoil hat right here, and and really you throw out some wild ideas. I'm not making claims. I'm not okay. making opinions. I'm just throwing out these Uh-oh. wild things. Okay, wild. Wild things. Maybe they you 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 feel me out on this. Sure. Is the paradox of choice for the upper twenty percent of men mm-hmm. that because you have this choice of just ever there's always more there, there's options. always more always. options and tr- options you like. Yes. Uh, there's an incentive to not be com- committed to any particular person that, oh, I could just keep playing the field perpetually. Yes. Um, totally. Unless, you know, some woman comes around and can dig her claws in and like ping you down to the ground relatively. I think that. But even so, I mean. It incentivizes people who, if I go to, I think it would incentivize people who actually should be doing more self work 
and allows them just to go and have a lot of flings and one-offs and friends with benefits. But if you haven't actually done the self-work, I don't believe you'll you'll be spending a lot of time spinning your tires, but you spinning your tires. <laughs> You're shaking your head. I know. Damn. I don't know how that happens. So um, I, I, you pick up your bricks. <laughs> You're terrible Mason. Uh, <laughs> so one thing I'll, I'll throw out there is you have an availability to be non-monogamous or non-relationship yes, prioritize. Totally. And what that does, it does a couple things is one is the top 20% of men never have an urge to settle down, never have an urge to just kind of commit. Yeah. And then you have this huge amount of women that are just can't find a guy, can't find a guy, can't That's find a guy. That's actually totally like, true. Man, all guys are cheaters. All yeah. that. Like I, so many beautiful women have just said the same similar things to me again and again. I I'm know like, you've befriended them. You've told me about it. I've befriended them and because they've they're usually, to you and cried they're to usually you and... going for you. So all of my choice is to befriend them. Oh. Like the girls you've dated, I'll just befriend because that's all I can do, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I'll just hear the same rhetoric over and over. I'm like, but you have so much choice, but their choice is fairly limited in in relative scope. If we go with eighty twenty, yeah. Now, on the flip side, is that you have, you know, this big proportion of of. Well, the I mean, small proportion of women with this huge amount of pool of guys, like the uh, only going for the twenty yeah, percent, the the twenty two percent, the rest of the guys, the the rest, the twenty two percent of women that are going for the rest of the guys. Yeah, of it's course, a huge amount. Oh wow, okay. Oh yeah, that's about um, right. and that is another paradox of choice. Yeah. Totally. Because they don't have to be, they can really be super picky and pick the ripest fruit or be well, non-committal. Or, I, I or think the guys can things. actually be more picky in a way. If the, because they have 80% of the girls to choose from. No, I'm talking about the reverse. Yes. So, so the, the 80% So of, 80% of women are going for 20% of guys. Yeah, so they have to work 20, hard But to the get lower, that 20. the 22% of, of women that don't go, can't get the Oh, that can the get any guy they want. Yeah. They still have this huge pool of men. But they don't look this, at that pool. I don't believe they look at it. Like, I really don't even think they look at the, the pool. I, I, I think it's like... Well, then I wouldn't have gotten in, any dates. Oh, you're talking about the bottom 20? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about like the other yeah. side. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. They're, they're, like, there's this large 80% of men that are, you know, battling to get the 22%. Yes. And, and women's choice. And now the women have this paradox of choice where, like, there's a never any sea of guys and they could be specific or whatever or non committal or yeah. non monogamous. It, it just, it's a lose, lose. Well, some it's lose. Yeah. Some it's totally. win. I guess if I had to say the top 20% of men win and the bottom 22% of women also win because they have the choice. They can really be particular in who they choose. Because when you say bottom, you mean the best or the worst? Uh, the worst. The, the, what, oh, the like they still have options. Yeah, they still have options. Yes. Yeah. Like I know this just from my But it's interesting because there is a, a disparity there because I, it, I do think that absolutely. like – this I don't is my think, tinfoil hat. Yes, but what I'm I'm trying to say is like I don't think they're even looking at the other eighty percent. Like I think that the the stats are accurate. Like my 
I mean, I've been, I mean, real life, I mean, I've been around like clubs and all these things and I've seen tons of people interact. And what I see is, is very few men getting access to tons of women and a lot of men who are just sexually frustrated, annoyed and not getting out of the dating world what they should. Yeah. And there's a big disparity there and a lot of anger and a lot of people like, so you have girls who are just mad because they can't get that 20% and they, the 20% is tough. It's difficult and they don't want to be held down. And then you have, you know, 80% of men that are like, Hey, like I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm just hanging out right here. Like I'm just, you know, living my and, life. And, and we can also reflect back on the dating rituals of years past where you only have a select group. You, you're at the church. You you got what you got. And mm-hmm. if you don't take it, do you want to be alone? Yeah, you don't. You, you kind of just you pair off with, with the choices you have. That is no longer there online. And now you have these multiple paradoxes of choice online. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, leads, we've kind of went over that. Like, yeah. you know, we've kicked that horse a few times. Yeah. So it, it just leads to these weird... I think this has been like a really good discussion though because of both of our points of view and how different they are. And one thing I wanted to ring home for the viewers or the listeners is what, what is like, I mean, you kind of gave a few inklings, like what is one thing maybe that somebody you could say to somebody in the 80% that they can take out of this conversation? Well, haven't I given enough? You, you have, I mean, what would you say is most impactful, like working on yourself or working on yourself always. Because okay. here's the thing, real life RL, as I'll refer it to, is if you are in places, literal places where there are women around, it's substantially better. Mm-hmm. It's so much better to just be in a scenario where there's plenty of women and you can just go up and say hi, as yeah. frightening as that is. And I think I really want to hear about some of your real life experiences. And uh, I think that'll make a really good segue for our next episode. Yes. Because I think you have a lot to say about that. Like, I don't I don't think I have nearly as much to say as you do. Well, this episode's going quite long, so we got to wrap it up now. We are going to wrap up this men's junk episode very shortly. Yes. So in the next episode, we're going to be talking about some real life Yes. Examples and also on the date. What happens on the date? Because getting the date and on the date are two very different things. Yes. And maybe even segueing into how to how to keep seeing somebody and Ooh, how to keep whoa, people interested whoa. and all that fun stuff. But <laughs> Well, you know you'll what? have to leave that ship because that's something I struggle with still. This is, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. It's just a rabbit hole. It's, it's an utter We have such different experiences when it comes to this stuff. And I yep. think that that's part of what makes this podcast great is we have two people who have totally different experiences. I mean, aside from the fact that we're both amazing bouncers, even though I'm retired. Uh, did you want to leave anything? Did you want to add anything else to that, no, Mr. Vito? No, no, Mr. Sebastian. Uh, all I'm going to say way. is... Keep watching the skies. Uh, no, no, that's wrong show. I'm going to say is we only have one day. Make the best of it. Uh, Live in the now. Helmets, not a chair. <laughs> have a good night, everybody. 
This is Men's Junk signing out.